Welcome back to the Retro Number Pod, a podcast where we discuss nostalgia and pop culture from our past, present, and future. I am your half a host, like we decided in episode one, Toby. And as always, I've and got Rick with us. Yep. I'm the other half. Like he's the top mermaid half and I'm the bottom fish half. Oh, this. so I got titties? Well, I got titties already. You got titties and I got a cool fish tail. Yeah. Yeah, but now you got a pee stand sitting down. I don't know. I got Wait. a cloaca. I'll be all right. <laughs> is that like a fish this anatomy term? Yeah. Yeah. It's like both of yeah, it's weird, dude. I don't I don't yeah. I don't even I, I don't I don't even want to know why you know that. Why do we go into these things? Well, you just like we we started off and you're like, I'm just going to push them over the edge in the first like 45 seconds. Oh, God. Just, now, like, this is going to be this is going to be a fun ride. Oh, my God. Like a, like a well, roller coaster that hasn't finished. Yeah, no shit. Well, we made it 16 episodes in. So, I mean, I guess we That's haven't cool. lost uh, our flair or. Yeah, flair. Shoot it off in the sky. We here. lost our innocence like week two. You know, oh, so yeah, <laughs> like people knew what they're getting into. Mm, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that like it's a weekly adventure into. Why do you? I, I don't even know. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's an adventure. You, you got a fifty-fifty chance you're hearing about dicks, or <laughs> you probably got a better chance than fifty-fifty of to hear about dicks. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, if you. Guys haven't already figured out. We're trying some new stuff through this uh, through this month. Um, we expect 2021 to go a little differently. Hopefully, on all sides. I want to. I'm ready to go back to a bar. I'm ready for a concert. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm ready for change. This year sucks, except for the podcast. That was that was a bright part of a dark year. It's 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 one of those things that I'm glad we did start it up. You know, it's um, here we are. What four months in? Yeah, and we're still going. We have yet to say more. Like it's pretty great. Or like, well, I guess it's a positive with the COVID stuff because we haven't stabbed each other yet and i think if we no we'd probably been pretty good Uh uh-oh hey no anyways well yeah yeah yeah. i don't know (laughs) you want to start us off uh, the same way we've started the last 15 weeks We're going to do it. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, with the weird question of the week, which last one was great, um, you know, submitted by uh, Daisy. Shout out. Um, out of all video game characters, who would you choose to be your familiar? So let me, let me first of all, make sure your familiar would be something like that you conjured or would it be like, a conjuring of like yes. your consciousness would it be like you, but in a spirit form, or is it just like something you conjure to help you out? And we're back. Uh, 
Okay. And little technical hmm. difficulties. Um, a little, a little, a little hiccup. Anyways, familiars. Hope, yes, familiars. Okay. Yes, we so, got this. Ground rule: the familiar scenario. Can your familiar help you in any situation within the capability of the character? I think. Okay. Right. Yeah. Makes total sense. I mean, do we? It's do we, like. Good. I was gonna say, do we want to set a ground rule of like, does it have to be an animal? Because when I think of familiar, I think of animal. Me too, typically. See, when I first heard this question, I was thinking I instantly went to like sidekicks, like um, Clank of Ratchet and Clank or Daxter of Jack and Daxter, right? That's what I was thinking. But then as I read reread it, it was like any video game character. Yeah, because I immediately went to like Master Chief. Whereas like I'm gonna, <laughs> right? I'm throwing a Pokeball with like six foot six, you know, Spartan one one seven and just being like, have fun with that. Done. that's when you call like kratos and like oh that's my familiar kratos good luck you know Uh, like there gotta be it's gotta be something that's like maybe it can't be more powerful than you but maybe has this different skill set like and with animals if we were to stick to the animals scenario one of my favorite video game franchises of all time is ratchet and clank and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wouldn't go with clank but i'd take ratchet like a hundred percent Super yeah, handsy. No. <laughs> you know, because like if you chose Daxter, okay, Ratchet's beating the hell out of him. <laughs> he's, he's that little weasel's gonna be in for a hell of a fight. He's he's not much for except for like just getting into tight places. That's like all his skill set is, and just kind of one liners. Other than that, he's not the best choice. I like, mean, even if you put Clank versus Daxter. I still think Clank comes out on top. Well, I mean, he's a robot too. He's hard to. Yeah, he's up. got his skill sets a lot better because he can. He's got be, a helicopter. Uh, I mean, he can slightly hover and he can be upgraded. Like, yeah, you're going to win that. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something super obscure that would be fun to play with, with like video game characters that would be an interesting pull that would be like. Oh man, but I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, like as far as a something completely random, like maybe maybe Tails from you know uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog because he's like a mechanic. He's super smart, and the dude can fly, and clearly he could lift my ass up, so we can kind of fly a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that, but if I had to pick, I'm going straight Knuckles from Sonic Universe, like. I, I don't know what it is, but I think if I'm going to have a familiar, I, I consider myself a pretty, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Passive guy for the most part, you know? Mm. Whereas, like, if I'm going to have a familiar, I want that to be like, like, you just awoke the monster, you know? So you want Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, essentially, yes. is what you're saying. Dude, who's a little yeah. too aggressive, you're like, whoa. I want the animal with a little bit of teenage angst, you know, (laughs) try to prove himself to the world. Yeah. (laughs) So on that note, I think I'm choosing Raphael. He's he's my familiar. He's an animal. I can talk to him and he can take care of all my physical battles. Hmm. See, I just don't see myself getting into fights. 
mm. anytime soon, and I don't search them out. But so. if you had a Raphael, you would be solving <laughs> a lot more problems with violence. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, and I, I don't know if I want that. Like, I got to go with my little buddy Miles from, you know, Miles Tales, as he's known, you know. Yeah, because just because his skill set is so much better than mine and he could build shit for me. I'd be like, Hey, build me some internet that won't try to crash on me while I'm trying to record. A He'd be like, give me $130. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you're, my you're my dude. Like I feed you and shit. Do you though? <laughs> like right when he got hungry, I'd be like, all right, retract. You know, I'm not going to have to deal with you. Well, Familiars are a weird thing, right? Because like in witchcraft, they're like typically something they can summon. But are they alive? But aren't they alive? Like that's a weird thing, man. Depending which way you go, because like the crow from um, Brave, that's that which is familiar, and he's super like there, like sentient there. Yeah, it has to take care of them, essentially. So that's kind of where I'm going from, whereas you're coming from where the Pokemon stance where you just, as you need them, you know. So, Raphael, that being I said, I'm disappointed in myself that I, not, I didn't automatically choose Pikachu. Because since Pokemon Yellow, one of the major things I've ever wanted in life was to have a Pikachu, like a real-life Pikachu. He'd solve your problems with electricity. Yeah, he could still fight my battles, you know, like. <laughs> but he's also like cute as fuck, and Bucky's cute as fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. Pikachu. I want to. I'm retracting my previous answer, and I'm going to go with Pikachu. That's what my heart tells I me to go with. I choose Pikachu. Yes. Yeah. It's a good choice. It's solid. So Miles and Pikachu. Those aren't bad choices. Miles and- I feel like there's a lot yeah, more options and we're not like delving into it. Because it'd also be cool to have like a Blastoise. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure there's shit outside of Pokemon and Sonic and like oh. the clear ones that are be like, you know, people would be like, oh, well, what about this dude from this? Like Gex, the Gecko from, you know, Gex. Remember that dude? He could like transform into like movie based. I fucking love those games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gex the gecko. <laughs> Gex the um, gecko. Of course, he'd be like you know six inches tall and get squashed in no time. Real fast, just since we're kind of on the on the Pokemon realm, and I didn't add this. You haven't seen this yet, but uh, like this past week or the last couple weeks, it, it's happened re- recently. Uh, Mm -hmm. but there's a guy by the name of Yuri Geller that back in 2000, he sued the Nintendo company for the use of Kadabra, uh, which he claimed was an unauthorized appropriation of his identity. He was one of the like, you know, spoon melters Mm -hmm. and he did these things. So from what I can understand, they kind of stopped printing those Kadabra cards Mm -hmm. as if not all together, but at least by a fraction of what they used to. Okay. And recently Yuri Geller has came out and apologized for making such a fuss over it. And he hopes that not only does Nintendo start reprinting Kadabra cards, 
but that they become like a rare sought after thing because of the turmoil behind them. Something I mean, just kind of kind of he kind of did, did that by doing that lawsuit essentially with them pulling it back a bit. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot out there. The thing is, with- is that's a middle Pokemon. That's not a final form, you sure, know. Sure, so sure. it it's not like you're getting hollow Cadabras or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of like from a card standpoint. It's kind of in an odd place. Like there was yeah. probably enough of them out there, but it's a common card. Well, I guess it's not common, but it it's a lot more common of a card than you know, if it was a final evolution. Yeah, I no, I get what you're saying. Totally. Like I said, I, it was just kind of funny. The lawsuit's been going on for like 20 years. You know, he originally did it in 2000 and like now he comes out and he's like, mm, my bad. <laughs> Which is weird thing like i get it that's your whole shtick and you know he went on to all the late night shows and be like look what i can do yeah you know and the spoon and doing all this shit but like i don't know i mean mean, at the time it's revolutionary but i mean even like back then can you copyright that like is there any reason that like because it's not necessarily defamation of character or anything you know it's not like they were shitting on him it was like this guy's actually badass. Yeah, like right. he, they based the Pokemon car or that Pokemon on that particular stage of like mental stuff, where it's like you know your mental faculty is getting better when you can bend the spoon. I mean, hell, the Matrix did the same thing. Did they get sued True. over the fact that they were like the spoon isn't real? You know, <laughs> that's very true. I know. That's good. I like it. I like the yeah. update that he is to go back and be like, "I'm sorry, yeah. my bad." Yeah, he came out and apologized, which I, I thought was just hilarious. Because I mean, twenty years, but appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, couldn't have done it any sooner. It took me twenty years. Now that I'm eighty years old on my deathbed, let me tell you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, there's a well, couple cool things. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these are, are yours. As sometimes we like to do, we like to start on a down note and then we kind of build up from there. So unfortunately, this is one of those times we've lost an icon um, of like sci-fi fantasy. Uh, David, David Prowse, um, the embodiment of Darth Vader uh, died recently on the 29th of November, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, like he he's an interest the story behind like him is interesting especially when it comes to the stuff with star wars because you know he was hired on as not just being the guy in the suit he was hired on as being the character yeah but but unfortunately he's got that british voice and it's not james earl jones's deep you know voice that we know today so you know he does the lines so that way the actors had something to go off of and it wasn't until the premiere of star wars that he found out that james earl jones had dubbed his voice like it's crazy that the whole part okay so i'm not like a like a diehard star wars fan okay yeah never even crossed my mind to think about who was actually playing Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. Cause to my knowledge, that's James Earl Jones. 
you know? And like, I know better. I know that there's someone else in the suit and it wasn't James Earl Jones. But until this came out, like I never thought to look it up. I never paid, you know, really paid any attention that the guy that was actually playing the character within the movie wasn't really getting the credit that he deserved, you know? And the whole fact that like they didn't tell him while he's acting out one of the most iconic characters of just movies in general, like, Hey, by the way, we hate your voice. You know, (laughs) your, your voice is so unmenacing that we're not even going to tell you, you know, like imagine this British dude with a higher pitched voice putting the chokehold, you know, on people and just trying to be a badass. And like, he's just like, hey, I'm motherfucking Darth Vader. And then he goes to the premiere and he's like, the fuck? Especially yeah. since, you know, he took his family with like, oh, he's yeah. like, friends and family and everybody with them be like this is going to be great they're going to see how awesome i am and then just be like the fuck yeah dude, like for real it, it's really it it's kind of crazy because like you know something like that couldn't happen nowadays like there would be i mean we can just use the the johnny depp thing as an example like people are getting canceled for less yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. and if i'm not mistaken this guy played, you know, again, without knowing that the entire movie was going to be different. Like, no one was going to really know who he was. And they didn't tell him that. Yeah. It makes me wonder what the salary difference was between, like, James Earl Jones and and him. I... I imagine the first movie, they probably were paid about the same considering that nobody thought this movie would be anything because of the movies at the time, the sci-fi movies at the time were not star Wars. They were, you know, your Buck Rogers and stuff like that stuff where the clearly it was just done for a micro budget. So I imagine they, but the other aspect is, so he keeps portraying the character. He's like, that's fine. All right. You did me dirty. Well, number two comes along empire strikes back. That has, you know, the biggest, you know, spoiler thing of all time, you know, Vader being Luke's dad and that, well, when they originally recorded it, they used different dialogue. So the script he was given and Mark Hamill same was given, didn't have that line in there where the reveal happens. He was given lines where basically, uh, Obi-Wan had killed his father and that's what his line was essentially but come to find out he goes to the next premiere for Empire Strike Back same motherfucking thing happens <laughs> he finds out that Darth Vader is the de- <laughs> like come on they're doing a dirty yo <laughs> look that's that's some savagery you know like you're they're like, fuck it. It worked the first time. Don't tell them. Like, we're just going to change it. Because it didn't really change, you know, the outcome of the acting, necessarily. There were both surprise reveals. But goddamn, yeah, one was a lot bigger than the other. <laughs> I mean, one is one of the biggest parts of cinema history. And not yeah. to be told that, to find out until you're sitting at the big screen. Oh, this is going to be great. Am I right? What the... <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I mean, you imagine like how many family members he told like secrets to. He's like, guess what happens at the end of Star Wars two? Yeah, <laughs> or five, however you want to look at it. But and then they come to the movie, and it's just like, do you even know what's happening in these movies? <laughs> I love, but he's freaking cool, man. He was a bodybuilder, six foot six. Yeah, big boy working out with uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno. Um, he also, uh, fun little fact is he actually helped Christopher Reeves get into shape to be Superman, which is like, that's great. Like, that's awesome. Great. He's awesome. And he's, you know, doing a lot of like those hammer films playing. Uh, Frankenstein, which when you're six six, that's kind of what you do. <laughs> yeah, you're you're playing monsters for the most part. Um, it, it's kind of cool too because Lucas found him on or in the film Clockwork Orange, uh, yeah. Stanley Kubrick film, crazy movie. Which now I kind of want to go back, but I don't know if I can sit through that entire movie again. That movie is so harsh, man. It's a lot. It is a lot to take. You might just watch him like, okay, there he is. I am done. Goodbye. Yeah. At that point, I'm just going to look him up on the IMDB page, you know? Like, yeah, and look at set photos and be like, oh, okay, he's wearing the cod piece too. Got it. All right, thanks. I bought, um, I bought a Clockwork Orange on Blu ray from the Goodwill for $2 with yeah. no intention <laughs> of ever watching it, but the necessary or the, the need to have it. Yeah. was greater than the need to watch. Yeah, it's a strange thing, right? It's like a, it's a good movie, but man, it's so like It's like yeah. um what's the one with Jared Leto? Requiem for a Dream? Oh, yeah. It's like that yeah, movie. Yeah. Where it's we like, just, yo, this is an iconic masterpiece that I plan on watching once. Once. That's <laughs> all you know. It leaves you just in a state of being in a Okay, I'm bummed out. All right. <laughs> Shrek yeah. two, please. <laughs> like it, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so unfortunately, rest in peace to Dave Prowse. Like it stinks, but we're slowly losing all of our, you know, Jedi's and Star Wars guys. There's only Harrison Ford and Ooh, um, Mark Hamill left. Those two, and it is what it is. I Mark Hamill's aging like an Asian person, though. Like he's just gonna like. Mark Hamill still doesn't show how old he really is. Like most of the time you see him, like he's got his gray beard and shit or whatever. But like one of these days we're just going to realize Mark Hamill's like 90, you know, and he's going to go from, from 40 year old Mark Hamill, like what he is now, even though he's like 50 or 60 or something. And then one day we're just going to be like, is that fucking Mark Hamill? And he's going to look like Stan Lee, you know? It, yeah, where we've known him as the old guy for so long that yeah. when you when he's ninety, you're like, "Wait, he's ninety? He's, he's that hey. old? No shit." Good on. No, he had that thing happen where if you watch the original uh, trilogy, where like in New Hope, he's like, "Oh, super young, yeah, oh, oh yeah. fresh face, right, Empire." You you can see some age, and you're like, "Oh," and then finally, Return happens. You're like, "Oh, what, what?" So he aged young, but now it's like, "Oh, you." aged really well in in the hindsight so yeah i don't know but moving on to bigger and better um looks like universal is you know expanding their parks and stuff and so they finally uh or not finally open but will be opening a nintendo park in february 
Yeah, so this one's in Osaka, which, you know, I will say that I thought we have no sense of how much money is a lot of money, you know? But I feel like for a theme park, it would take more to build than $580 million. Because that's what this Nintendo park costs. That's crazy. Does that... That's- it seems low to me. Like, I don't know why, but I think like, like roller coasters and shit are just like, it's like building a space station, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. But, where you're like, that's a billion dollars. Did they get a grant from the government yeah, to build it? Exactly. <laughs> like I, I would have imagined like this. So it had even it, for some reason, like it's, it's barely double, but like 1.2 million or billion would sound like a better number to me when you're talking about building a theme park. You know, yeah, especially something as expansive and 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 um, niche as this, because it's so like we're gonna take Nintendo's biggest properties and make them real. Essentially, it's like something like that. You think, oh, they're gonna put all the money into it, like all the billions, like, but nope, a little over than half a million, and that's all it takes, I guess. So, I've kind of <laughs> heard a little bit about this in the last few weeks. Um, people are saying that it's not as big as what they thought it was going to be. And it's not, if I'm not mistaken, it's not like a standalone park. It's like an add on, um, kind of like, uh, Harry Potter world was like Harry Potter world is an its yeah. own park. It's like an add on to a bigger park. Um, and that's kind of what I've heard about this. And if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check here. Yeah, so it looks like they were planning on opening one in Orlando, and that got postponed. Yeah. This one was supposed to be open this past summer, and that got postponed. And now it looks like Japan's thinking that they may actually push it back, because February 4th seems early. Uh, That is close. But yeah, apparently they've got like a fresh outbreak in Osaka, where the park is located as it becomes one of the nation's worst affected cities. I imagine because their population is crazy, but um, it's just dense. I mean, even it's stuff cool like this, like it, it is fucking cool. Like it's, it's really cool. They got a Mario Kart ride, um, plus a plethora of all kinds of other stuff. What's really cool is they show a picture here. That's uh, super Mario Kart trophies, which is kind of mm-hmm. sick for the Mario Kart ride. Uh, cool. That's badass. I kind of hope that as one of their like in their gift shops that you could like, I don't know, take home a trophy, like a real deal. Yeah, like, like a miniature one. I got the mushroom cup. <laughs> Which one would you choose? I mean, you want to choose the, the star cup, right? Like that's the one. No, no, that's not for me. I'm going the flame flower. Did I say that right? Fire flower. <laughs> See, you got me fucked up now. Yeah. Anyways. That that's 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 it, man. Shooting fireballs. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think uh, so- that in a time that the world's going through right now, that they're trying to open a theme park. Theme park. Yeah, I can't go to I a mean, bar. But it's they've been building this stuff for a while. It's like you know, this is stuff has been they've been working on for years, and it's just like. Oh, well, we're going to open it summer of 2020, but crap. 
the pandemic. And so they're like, okay, we'll push it. It'll be all right in February. Ah, damn it. It's not perfect yet. So like, I get it. Like, and you want to open it because you want people to come see your new shit. Like, but you know, with the global. So the theme parks aren't open here in the States, right? Like you can't go to Disney world right now. They are. They're limited. um, No shit. 35%. I can go to a theme park, but I can't go. To a bar in oh, Florida, dude. yeah, no shit. Because Florida, yeah, because this is saying that Universal Studios Japan is operating at half of its full capacity. That's crazy. Yeah, that's still like I didn't think you could go to a theme park. You know, again, I I have my hatred on some of this COVID stuff and their double standards for certain things. Because I can go to a casino right now, but I can't go to a bar. I can't go yeah. to an arcade. But I go to a casino. Yeah. I don't understand. It's anyways, I'm curious to see how this unfolds. Well, staying on that point, like they've you've seen it. People have it where you can eat outside while some people are putting up tents so that way you can eat outside but be inside. So how does that make it different from just being inside the restaurant rather than being I, outside of the restaurant? Yeah. You know, like it's there's so much hypocrisy happening. That is just like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to stay in my little bubble and just get it out there. Get those vaccines out there. Let's let's put a rush order on it. Clap, clap, clap. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it, uh, I, be- I don't know. I'm curious. Look, I really wanted to go to Harry Potter World. There's certain things like I'm a people person and I don't mind being around large groups of people. But there's certain sure. things, especially after this past year, that I can probably do without. Theme parks, I just don't. I'm never, I've never been like a water park goer. Mm. Uh, at this point in my life, I don't know if I, how many roller coasters I could handle in a day to make a theme park ticket worth it. Plus, I don't <sighs> like to travel to places that I don't have a reason to travel to. I'd much rather go on like a road trip and go camping in somewhere cooler and and it costs like way cheaper to do that kind of stuff because like disney world gosh it's 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 a lot of money to go but man growing up and that was kind of a big vacation for us like uh, it's ingrained in us at this point that we just like i've never that's destination that's something especially when you have kids it's like take them like show them the grand (laughs) you know and that's kind of what it comes down to because it's just so much money to try to get these. But no, Tiff and I have yet to go on our honeymoon. We want to go over to Scotland and Ireland and, and go home, you know, like see yeah. the home home country where, you know, both of our families are from and just be like, oh, we're home. Hey, send the kids. We're not coming back kind of thing. Yeah. You know? but <laughs> the, uh, the global asshole is done with its business and we and we can kind of get it under control it's all kind of put on the back burner and you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm kind of curious on, uh, like I said, I'm ready for it. Let, roll it back. Let's go back to normal. I want to go back to normal. Yeah. At least a little normal, but yeah. Uh, we got a little update on our uh, spooky monolith in Utah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the, the updated reports on it, but uh, the monolith that was out in Utah that was found by the uh, the Wild Game or, or the Bureau of Land Management, um, it's disappeared. Bum, 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 bum. 
Yeah, I uh, I saw a couple weird things for this. I also saw one pop up in Romania. So yeah. now it's becoming like a thing. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it's a also copy, a copy yeah. of a cop, you know, like yeah. as good. <laughs> um, I also heard that this was a leftover prop from Westworld. Oh, really? That's great. That's I mean, it would work because that show has some shiny things in it. That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm still I'm going to keep with it's an alien conduit. Yeah, I, we still like the fact that it's like aliens or like reptile people that are like, oh, we're just surveying the land. Yeah, <laughs> just checking us out. We're just Until waiting we hear for like nothing. a new pop up in Australia or something. Uh, yeah. And Romania yeah. of all places. I don't get why Romania. Like that seems like that's not the logical jump. You don't go Utah, United States to Romania. Well, there was you, like something maybe? with Romania because there was like uh a really big landmark. I don't remember if it was like an archaeological dig or something. There there was a there was a reason it was close to what it was, but it popped up overnight just like the one in Utah did. Spooky Crazy. Shit. But yeah, so that happened. That's a thing. I'm gonna keep if, on track of that. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a fun one to know, like, you know, to that it's out there and like if more of these happen it really does make more of a conspiracy of like oh here we go Woo! <laughs> yeah yeah i i still like the fact that it is like a very speculative subject <laughs> like no one yeah. really knows what the hell is going on except they i guess apparently a photographer went there with his kids to take some pictures of it and there was like four guys breaking it down oh like really gently break throw it into a wheelbarrow throw it in the back of the truck and as they're leaving they're like hope you got your pictures and they're like laugh so like <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm sure we'll Bullshit. see a couple more pop up throughout the world one can only hope it's fun yeah um on to other fun things so wonder woman which uh has been pushed back uh i think it was supposed to come out in november of last year got pushed back to March and then blah, 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 blah. Well, it's coming out Christmas day of this year. And what they're doing is they're releasing it both on HBO max and in theater. So depending on how you want to view this movie, you can either HBO max, which is kind of cool. If you've got 4k and all that, they're going to present it in the best form that it can be shown in. Yeah. that's some fun news, especially since it's like, just release us a superhero movie, please. <laughs> so what's crazy, I mean, given One Woman's DC, but uh, this is like the first year, if I'm not mistaken, that there's been no Marvel releases. Well, there was New Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah, that's the kind of horror superhero one that I told you about earlier. Oh, um, is that Marvel? It went and saw yeah, it's Marvel. Um, it's uh, okay, so, Fox last last uh, last ones, but nothing like big. Yeah, big, none of their like, major, uh, you know, uni- universe. Black Widow was supposed to come out, and that's yeah. been pushed until who knows when. So, but you're right for big movie spectacles like that. Yes, absolutely, nothing that connects the universe and all that. But well, speaking Wonder of Woman, Marvel, looking good. Um, Deadpool three finally has writers. Yeah, dude. For the longest time, there was a fear that because Disney bought Fox 
and because Deadpool is such an R-rated movie yeah. that, oh, what are they going to do? And then they release the Once Upon a Deadpool, which shows we could do it PG-13, but this is what it's going to look like. And it's fine, but it just feels it's like a parody not. of Deadpool. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they got they got writers, um, a pair of sisters, actually, which they were actually part of something else that was awesome. Um Oh, they're Bob's writers Burger. for Bob's Burgers. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Which is so fucking I'm cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. And I like that Ryan Reynolds chose like that kind of person. But that's a good sign for us because the Deadpool movies are fantastic. Oh, they're, they're my favorite. Like, uh, yeah. It's one of the few ones that like they stick to the tone of Deadpool while bringing it alive. They don't really miss anything. Weird jokes, fourth wall breaking. Perfect actor. Yeah, like if it wasn't for Ryan Reynolds, like championing it the whole way, it probably wouldn't be what it is today because he's been so handsome yeah. with the writing, the acting, and the leaking of footage that he didn't do. But I think he kind of did. Air quotes, nobody can see him, but I've been doing them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see how they're going to incorporate Deadpool into the MCU as a larger thing. Yeah, because isn't that rumored? Him starting yeah, to become I'm, part of the universe, like legitimately. Well, yeah, with with uh, Disney and Marvel obtaining Fox, they get all those properties. So, 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 uh, Fantastic Four, and um, oh, for the life of me, they just got Deadpool or De- not Deadpool, but Daredevil from Netflix oh, okay. is back in Marvel's hands. Luke Cage, Punisher, so they're getting all their properties back, and it's like this is really cool to see what they're going to do, especially after Endgame, where it felt like this really is the end because where do you go? And so now I still haven't seen it. Got to check it out. It's fantastic. When I got Disney Plus, I started going through all the Avengers movies because I had never watched them. And then I got to the (laughs) point where I was like, the Avengers movies include other parts of the MCU universe or the MCU, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so like, then I was like, fuck. And I started to go back and I looked up a list to be like, what's chronological order, you know? And it starts oh, with boy. like Iron Man and, and, and all these other ones. And I never got yeah. back around to Endgame because I was watching all these Marvel movies right when, um, right when Sword and Shield Pokemon came out. And so all I was doing was like oh, sitting yeah. on my bed, playing Pokemon, burning through all these Marvel movies. And hey, now I great. can't find a reason for Disney+. Plus. It's a lot, man. 22 movies. Like that's a yeah. lot of time to put into trying to, you know, I think you catch I mean, up. You, you won't know all the little nuances, but if you watch the last two Avenger movies, you know, you'd be enough where once they start this next phase, you'll be like, okay, I know enough to know kind of where we're at. Well, I that's watched I the first three. Cause okay. Endgame's the fourth one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the third one's age of Ultron. That's number two. And then you've got Infinity. Infinity War, yeah. So I watched that one. That's where he gets the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, But I haven't seen Endgame yet. Which, spoilers or not, I know what the fuck happens. It, by now, if you don't, yeah, it's yeah. already spoiled. So, But no, that's cool. So Deadpool, they're going to bring it into the fold, and I'm super interested to see what happens. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll get excited about that. I'll, hopefully do they do like a... Like a straight to streaming on that one. <laughs> I'll buy that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. 
I don't know. It's still fresh because they just got the writer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving right along, another superhero. Um, looks like Peter Dinklage is um, going to be helming the reboot of the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm surprisingly hyped up for this one. This is a, a oh movie. God. This movie was originally recent. Well, they showed it in 84, released for everyone in 86. Uh, but it's it's about a kid, like a real nerdy kid that ends up falling into a bat of radioactive sludge and turning into the toxic Avenger. He ends up turning into this grotesque superhuman anti-hero hero, underdog hero. Um, it's a real underdog story, but with people hating him, it's like the, it's like if the elephant man was a superhero, like they're like, Oh, thanks, but you're gross. Get away from me. That's a really good way to put it. Cause he does look, I mean, from having toxic sludge on your head, you're going to look a little messed up. Like his eyes are all over and his face is jacked, but the dude is yoked, man. Like, yeah. You wouldn't want to mess with him and his mop, like to say the least. And and I'm really interested. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where they take it, or where Peter Dinklage has in store with it, and what they're gonna do. And fucking Toxic Avenger, man, those movies were crazy. You got everything, like over the top gore and boobies and like anything you possibly want. And that's all thanks to Troma, which guys, their catalog is insane. Let's make a bunch of movies for dirt cheap. And we'll just put them out. Just put if oh you want to make a movie okay here's fifty thousand dollars good luck to you. Yeah, you know <laughs> and trauma for people that don't know I'm so- who they are they're a very unique production company or right that's what they would be. Yeah, production. Um, yeah, uh- a couple of their big ones which I know a couple of them made it to Netflix. Cannibal the Musical. That was mm-hmm. one that we grew up on. Um, God, dude, ultra guy. Yeah, redneck zombies. <laughs> Surf Nazis must die. Fucking so good. Damn, they made four Toxic Avengers. Like a oh, Tromeo and yeah, Juliet. That's, that's the one. Like, I think if you're gonna like watch a, uh, if you're gonna watch a trauma movie, that's the one to go watch first. Is Tromeo and Juliet? I think that's a very good rendition <laughs> yeah. of a bullshit story uh and, and it shows you what trauma is about without being like dear lord <laughs> yeah just shoving it down your throat uh just but toxic like- avenger they're like the original cartoon i think it was a show too right did everything with them. yeah action figures and yeah everywhere like for this low budget thing it was huge yeah, it, it, you know, like I said, my brother is the one that that showed me, and my brother was born in in the early '80s. You know, so for me being born in '89, you know, when I got showed this, it's almost year 2000, and uh, still held up. That movie probably still holds yeah, up it, today. Maybe just as long as you view it through a low budget, like yeah. this is this is like deep. An A movie. This isn't even a B movie. This is like a D. Like it's done for next to nothing, but it's such an outlandish and it's I don't know. I enjoy it because it is so like there's something about 
purposely bad movies that are fun to watch. They're the party movies you throw on to yes. be like, oh my god, did you just see that? Yeah, you know? like, fucking so yeah. good. Damn, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to delve deeper into the Toxic Avenger universe. Well, speaking of universe, um, over at Universal, they're still trying to get off this dark universe idea, which is essentially started with Dracula Untold, where they're trying to take old Universal monsters. And make it like the MCU where they're all connected and maybe at some point they'll all band together and have the mummy in with Frankenstein and all this other stuff. That would be so sick. It would, but they can't. They keep messing up the movies. Like the mummy with Tom Cruise, in my opinion, not that great. Bad. Um, Dracula Untold wasn't bad. I really like Luke Evans as Dracula. I thought he was really cool in that. And they did some shit in there that was really neat. Invisible Man's done really well. But uh, moving on, uh, James Wan, director of all spooky things and some not so spooky things, um, is going to help helm a Van Helsing movie. Did hmm. you ever see the Hugh Jackman one? I did. Yeah, not not impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the CG for me that really takes it out. Like that movie was just so. There's only one movie. vampire hunter in my mind, and that's James Woods and. No. In uh vampires? <laughs> nah. Mother no. fucking blade. Oh fuck yeah. That's Not true. only part back to Marvel. They're, they're with yep. Marvel and they're talks to make a reboot, but that's that, uh, that is what, isn't he in prison for like tax evasion? Wesley Snipes? Yeah, didn't he get in trouble for some tax something or another? He, he did, but he's been making those, you know, low budget straight to, uh video movies to help pay off his tax debt. Oh, but he's too, he's too old to be Blade at this point. Let him be Whistler and then get No, he could be like the Chris Christopherson to the new Blade. That's what I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And have him be the, the, you know, that character and let like Michael B. Jordan or somebody like that be in that role where you're like, yeah, that's actually him. a good cast right there. Like, that's a good casting. I, Michael B. Jordan is the new Blade. Come on. Put man. him in everything. Put yeah. him in everything. That dude deserves okay. the world. Yeah. But uh so yeah, they're they're working on doing a reboot of Van Helsing. I don't know. I'll go see it just because I like that. I like the concept. Of, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the Universal Monster movies before, and it it would definitely be cool if they could do it from like uh an MCU standpoint, you know, like if they yeah. could intertwine a lot of these universal monster movies in like a class, I don't want to say classy way, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be a real cool universe. What's the, you know, what's the, I just don't know where they would go, where they'd be like, what's the reason why we would get all these creature characters into one giant movie? You know, I just don't see the linchpin that would bring them all together. Like they're cool as standalone and keep doing that because it works. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing Dracula and Frankenstein in the ma- same movie or any of the other characters, but it's just like how, and it has to, I mean, it makes sense as much as you can when you're dealing with, you know, vampires and shit, <laughs> but we'll see. It's exciting. Yeah. Always exciting. And some, um, here's a funny story about this guy who got himself a PlayStation five under the guise that it was an air purifier. And that's what he told his wife and convinced her that it was an air purifier. Yo, 
Don't hate how? the player, hate the game. Like, how? How do you convince your wife that, oh, yeah, this is a $500 air purifier? Like, I mean, did I she just, know how much he spent on it? That's a fair question. I, I can't answer that because I, I don't know. But, like, it still just seems like, I don't know. I don't know. It's so it's so crazy. Look, more power to that guy. I, that's nothing but respect. Yeah, but like, then she found out, and now he's having to sell it for next to nothing. So, unfortunately, joke's on him. It didn't quite work, especially when they had a smell of a dead rat or something, and it wasn't getting... <laughs> cleaner. Yeah, true. Buy buy some Febreze, dude. Keep spraying it every once in a while. So like, this yeah. is really doing the job. You could have like, figured out some sort of way to like attach a little steam nozzle to the top of your PS5. Yeah. Just to blew out steam the entire time. I don't know. <laughs> he almost had it there. Had me in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty funny though to I mean the fact he was able to get it, but then immediately lose it all the power to him for that well moving on from that we are again as i talked about in the beginning of this episode we are starting to transition into kind of what we want the podcast to evolve into um as we kind of go along we're four months in now we figured out things that we like figured out things that we don't and stuff's going to start I don't want to say changing, but we're going to start trying new things. Um, see if we can't find a little bit more of a path that we want to take. And that being said, one of the paths that we've decided to turn down is to bring stuff from our past or pretty much our past. We're trying to, to touch on a nostalgia bone within ourselves. Um, so what we've done this week is Rick has brought something from him, his nostalgia past. How about you tell us about it, brother? So, yeah, when thinking about this, I, I was searching the childhood, and it's like, well, what do we want to do? What's something that, as a kid, was so, like, left a mark? And it was kind of a tie between X-Men or Batman. So I thought, because X-Men, as a kid, I was a Marvel kid. That's, you know, once, once I found this show, which is the X-Men animated TV show from that aired from 1992 to 1997 on Fox kids. It, it just, it hit that sweet spot and I wanted to find out more about the character. So I'd go to the comic book shop or, or, or King supers where when you used to be able to buy comics and, and snatch them up and it just made me a reader. And that's, that's the reason why I'm able to read today is because the show led into that. And then that, fed into the love of comics and from there you know uh, once i got older i found dc and was like oh my god and but that's besides the fact that what we're talking about today definitely the x-men animated tv show it really was i mean even for me like i wasn't i didn't grow up necessarily as like a comic book fan but even for me x-men the animated series really was like the epitome of a saturday morning you know, yeah. And before we get too far into this, I do want to just bring up for oh, you guys that are listening the uh, best part of the show. <laughs> sorry for the noise, bringing up a little couple windows here. Um, but just have a have a listen to this and see if this doesn't bring you back in time. Oh my god. Da-da-da-da. 
yeah, just getting up in the morning with your cereal. Oh yeah. There's just something about that that uh Yes, that is the greatest intro song of all time. Oh, that's that <laughs> I mean, look, that is a great intro. And it's so the show itself did play a big part in my Saturday morning cartoons. Um yeah. But is it the best it's, intro? I don't know, the Rugrats intro? That's a story for another time. Know, um It's <laughs> but the animated the series <laughs> yeah it, it makes me wonder if like you know like I really just feel bad for kids these days I probably shouldn't because they have so much technology and so stuff much. you know at their fingertips at any given time I mean six year olds have their own fucking iPads now but like if some of these kids could go back to what it felt like to be, you know, seven on a Saturday morning, you've got, you know, your N64, your Sega Genesis waiting to go. But first, you're about to eat breakfast and you've got a two hour period where you're about to hit Gargoyles, X-Men, the animated series. Like, come on, man. And, and you're right. Like, for, you know, for you, it was more comic books for your introduction. But for me my introduction was this like I got introduced to X-Men because of this show mine too it this led into the comics this oh, was okay. this this was it watching this being like who are these people and then seeking out the comics to be like I want everything on I want to know yeah, yeah I mean the show itself was was I mean okay there's so there's- 75 episodes Total, five seasons over five seasons. Um, Created not by voiced Stanley by anyone that voices anything no, but- <laughs> or plays. It's not Ian McKellen, yeah. you know. Well, it's all it's all uh Canada based, like essentially. They had this um, originally this show that aired in or they had one pilot that aired in '89 called Pride of X Men that they were trying to get off the ground, but it didn't do what they wanted, but this gal, Margaret Loesch, which had probably messed up the name. She became the head of Fox uh, kids network in 91. And essentially was like, I like this show and I want to see more of it. So she went ahead and greenlit 13 episodes, uh, initial episodes. So she went into it. So she got in touch with Saban entertainment. Yes. That's Saban. That's crazy. Uh, I'm Saban, right? The guy who eventually would go on to do power Rangers. Yeah. So, and because they were a smaller company, they, they kind of outsourced to this uh, grass entertainment and they kind of did the storyboards, designed each episode, wrote and did all that stuff. And then they sent it out to this company in Korea to animate it called ACOM. Well, ACOM got into some shit before that, but can Canada studio did the voice work, but they, they were cool. They did what they were supposed to these ACOM guys. So they were told to do this you know, animated and first episode sp- comes back, has over 50, uh, 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 sorry, over a hundred different little errors, animation errors and all this. And they were like, you need to fix it. But unfortunately there wasn't any time by the time that it was aired. Same with the second episode. There's over 50 scenes m- missing, just not no even there. Kidding. So by the time it premiered on Halloween, October 31st, 92, 91, 92, 
they they uh, aired it as a two-parter. And, huh. you know, it did fine. But essentially, Fox went to Acom and was like, hey, you're going to make this right or else we're going to go elsewhere. And they're like, okay, fine. So they fixed them. They re-aired them. Uh, I think it was like February or something like that. Like, they went back. They did what they're supposed to. And then it just took off to the show that we know it is now. And um, let's see. Uh, Ron Wazerman, Wazerman, sorry, uh, did the music for the show. He did the theme music. And he also did what would be the Power Ranger theme music. You no see all kidding. These Dude, yeah. You can kind of feel it. Like, listen to Go, Go, Power Rangers. And then you also got da, 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 da. Yeah. Super okay. That rocking kind of, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, you're about to get into some action. Like, shit's about to go yeah. down. So, and, you know, so, throughout the thing, there was quality issues and, you know, from the higher up producers who were just sticking their nose in the business and trying to make it kid friendly, trying to do toy tie ins and all this other stuff. And, um, but she stayed strong. And I mean, five seasons is solid. And they were pulling from some of the biggest storylines in comics, you know, the Phoenix saga, throwing in obscure, a little more lesser known obscure characters, Juggernaut and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and all this stuff. Like they did such a great job at introducing characters that you wouldn't otherwise know about, like the Morlocks who lived underneath the city. Like, what? You're going to have that be like your fourth episode? Really fantastic. Well, yeah, because they could kind of do, you know, it being animated, they weren't really confined to the restraints that they would normally would be, you know? And yeah. it's one of the cool things about, you know, like even if you look at stuff like Pokemon, I guess Pokemon's not a good example because all the TV show is kind of based off of their own thought process. Um, What's a better example? Anyways, they, they just, it really didn't matter at the end of the day what the subject was necessarily because a lot of the kids that were watching it didn't necessarily grow up with the stories that they were watching, you know, whereas like their parents could yeah. have easily known like, yo, you know, the, the Phoenix saga, for example, they're just like, the kids don't know what's going on there, how important of a role that part of X-Men played, you know, but it, it kind of reached both audiences in a sense, because the kids got to see Absolutely. superheroes and action and cool stuff. Whereas the parents got to see their, you know, uh, written world play out animated. Yeah. Like they didn't do the thing that a lot of cartoon shows, I feel like do to kids and dumb it down for them. You don't yeah. have to dumb shit down for kids. You can have it be, not highbrow, because, I mean, it's still X-Men, it's not, but they, they have concepts and, like, there's tragedy and there's and there's remorse and there's all these adult feelings that Love. might fly above. But when you look back at it, you like those shows that are a bit more like, what was it about it? Oh, it's because it was, like, written by adults for adults, but done in a, in a way that it was packaged as a cartoon so you could enjoy it while your mom and dad enjoy it, which is yes. so, make every cartoon that. I mean, look at Animaniacs, you know, Animaniacs came back with the same humor that they had back in the day and it hit exactly the same. The adult humor was still spot on. It was still, you know, perfectly fine for your everyday five-year-old to watch. Yeah. You know, and X-Men was kind of the same way. And like for us, I mean, even you look at like, uh, you know, they did, they still did the love interest for Jean and Grey or uh, Jean and Cyclops, Jean and Grey. 
you know? So, like, they still had kind of, like, the sexual tension in a sense. But, like, as children, we didn't pick up in that. It was just like, ooh, they're trying to get cooties from each other, you know? But, like, older, the older generation understood exactly what was happening. You know, they saw the writing on the wall. They know what it's like to love somebody they can never be with. Like, Logan was so into Jean Grey, like, oh, Jean, I really want you. But it was forbidden love. and. Kind of weird dynamic where Jean Grey was kind of like, all right, hey, hey there, you little fuzzball, you know, you know, it was a little reciprocated, but it was also like, no, I'm with Scott. Sorry, pal. Yeah. Like, of course, he's going to go to Japan and find Yuriko and, you know, hook up with her and travel the world. I can love deep cut. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like how they opened it too. you know, the the um. Night of the Sentinels, part one and part two, the first two episodes, basically just follows Jubilee as she enters into this world, which is a great way to introduce anybody into anything. Have this kid character that's like naive, doesn't know the world, and then just have her be introduced to this whole thing. Like you go to the mall, you got these big robots chasing you and, you know, Storm and Rogue come to her defense and destroys the robots and she gets knocked out, takes to the expansion where when she wakes up, she walks through and they show beast hanging upside down while reading a book and uh, morph changing his appearance to each show he's watching. And then just Wolverine, you know, snick, 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 you know, like, oh, yeah, man, I love it so much. What? And, and their characters, man, the way they portrayed Gambit, like, that's what stands out so much to me and the way that they portrayed Gambit in that show, the way that he's got his cards and how he does like his whole like, you know, back alley trickster, you know, but yet he's got these fucking shrieking aces, you know, that he's, it, it was just, they really gave a sense of like, not only character development, but an attachment to some of the characters. Like you didn't, you weren't necessarily as a child wanting to be storm or Wolverine, like you're looking at some of these, you know, side kind of, you know, background characters as main characters now, you know, and things that, especially nowadays, they've never been able to portray. Well, not, not like what they did in the animated series. Yeah. I mean, that's what they, you're right. Cause they kind of did give that initial main group of people each one of them got an episode or two where they were able to tell an arc whether it's gambit and his thieves guild or rogue going back and dealing with you know not being able to touch anybody and what's that like and and gene gray got her own with you know the whole phoenix saga thing and storm getting hers where she has to go back to um africa to deal with the shadow king and like Everybody got their moment to shine, if not multiple. And then they introduced characters like Nightcrawler, which was like, who's Ooh. that blue D? Let me know about them. Or one of my favorite villains, Juggernaut, who's like, that's awesome. A dude who can't be stopped, like, yeah. and is happy to be Professor X's half-brother. You're like, this is craziness. And to show that, to, to go into the depths of like, oh, his dad only wanted to marry his mom because his mom was rich. Oh, that's underhanded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even characters like, like beast, you know, the way that they betray him, you just, you have a, an attachment to that guy as like such a fatherly figure that even with, you know, professor X, like it didn't seem like, like Xavier was the main runner, you know, because they've included so many different people. I don't know that you're right though. I think, 
between the way that they advance the story of X-Men, especially for kids our age, I I might have to go back and watch these. I think I could burn through them in a weekend. I mean, there's 76 episodes at like 20, 20 minutes, minutes apiece. apiece. Yeah, you could you could make a weekend or two out of it and you'd be able yeah. to get through them. But the one thing I wish is that like they would reboot it, but not reboot it as to redo it. Just do it verbatim. Just make the animation better. Because sometimes in that thing, there was parts where you're like, what? Yeah. That's why I was right. Like, it's a little old and that's just because of you know that time it was still the hand drawn and they mm-hmm. outsourced it and you know it's not like today where you can do everything on a computer and it can look flawless kids are lucky with that the yeah. animation is so good these days whereas back then it was super like what it was but yeah. other than that it's it's still super watchable like besides the little weird goofs they do in the animation yeah i i mean yeah because they couldn't just remaster it you wouldn't want them to just come out with like a blue K version, a blue K, a Blu-ray version or a 4K <laughs> version. Um, but I mean, you look back at some of these older shows too, like if you use, you know, like the G.I. Joe cartoon as an mm-hmm. example, it's almost in the same style animation with that same jankiness, you know? Yeah. And now as an adult, we probably realize that jankiness a lot more. But as a kid, like, I mean, nope. it might as well have been real life blowing your mind every every scene was like oh what they just destroyed a building he literally threw a car at a guy like yeah just the over the topness of it all you're not looking like why did that seem like it huh why is he that color isn't he normally yellow not like this orange like you know but it's it's still so small and it's just it's cool because it's like i mean you think about it nowadays and like kids nowadays could have easily figured out X-Men from the first live action movie. Great movie. Don't get me wrong. But like to think that there's people introduced to these guys that weren't introduced either via the comic or this show, you know? And it's just like, I just, again, I go back to feeling bad for kids these days because they just don't have that n- nostalgia for stuff like this, where it's like, I'm curious what what kids nowadays will look back in their childhood and be like that played a role, you know, yeah. for us Saturday morning cartoons and with technology and video games and everything these days, kids are so overwhelmed with entertainment and and other forms of active entertainment or interactive entertainment that will they look back and be able to pinpoint like one thing that you know wasn't just grinding Fortnite, you know, <laughs> like I think every generation will have their like that's my cartoon. Oh, it was Adventure Zone or Adventure Time, or you know, I think every generation will have their like particular span, but they won't ever be able to have the experience like we had where it was like Saturday morning was an event. You'd wake up around school time and then for the next however long you'd be like okay so we're gonna watch channel two to watch uh freakazoid then we're gonna flip over to watch x-men then we're gonna flip back over to this to watch land sharks and then you know like you'd plan out your morning or you'd be like okay i'm setting the vcr to watch record these ones and it's set to flip so we can watch these ones yeah they'll never they'll never get every morning yeah, it, it's definitely. And also, with that, 
Oh, go ahead. Uh, without this show, I feel like we wouldn't have gotten the first live action X-Men because this show was so big and so impactful and Fox had to see the numbers they were doing to go, oh, let's let's see if we could do this in real life. Like, see if we can make this work. So without this show, I don't think we'd have the X-Men series as we kind of note today for good, bad, whatever, because a lot of the storylines that they've done, obviously originally from comics, but I feel like the show had a huge part into what the modern X-Men kind of look like. Yeah. I would a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Um, and even that first X-Men movie was great. I mean, I remember watching that growing up and it was just like, this is fucking awesome. It's mind blowing. It's what? Yeah. (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah. All thanks to this little show that, that did it good. (laughs) Five years of just some of the best, Saturday morning cartoons a seven-year-old kid could ask for. But, Damn, we yeah, could have episodes little, on uh, we could have episodes on each one of those Saturday morning cartoons. I mean I could sit down, watch, discuss. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm daydreaming about Saturday morning cartoons. I might have to just set up set myself up one of these days. I wake up early enough. I could definitely wake up on a Saturday and with like Netflix and YouTube and everything in my hand. And watch, I bet, hmm, so a little off subject, but still kind of on subject. I've had this notion to start buying recorded VHSs, like home videos from like the thrift stores and stuff. And I saw a couple Mm -hmm. the other day that were like the 1990 whatever Olympics and stuff like that. Wow. And (laughs) you and I have kind of talked about. You know, we've got a couple things in the store that we want to bring up on the podcast here in the near future. And it would be really cool to find stuff like that and be like, I I bet somewhere there is a VHS recording that I could buy that is the full-blown four-hour period of Saturday morning cartoons. Like old Somebody's WB. block of like shows. Oh, my God. Just back to back to back I from... Would- August 9th, 1996. You know, commercials and all. I've never wanted no, to watch commercials, commercials so bad half in my life. The, At the time, being a kid, you're like, oh, get back to the show. But now, like, looking back, some of those commercials were a show in themselves. Yeah. Like, for how, especially in the 90s, they were so just oh. weird and just great. We're going to delve into them at some point yeah. soon. Um, we're going to. Because I've, I've piqued my interest. And uh, some of the stuff that I took for granted growing up. Pizza Hut commercials. Toys R Us commercials. Toys R Us catalogs. You don't even know what a fucking catalog is? Macy Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, there's so many freaking wild. Like uh, We watched a, a bubble, this bubble gum commercial that had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And it's like, hold up, what? <laughs> you know, it's just Jesus. so like. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, but we're going to we got we got some stuff in store. I think I think our new direction is going to surprise folks and it's going to be great. And they're going to really enjoy what we've got in store. And I it'll agree. Tickle funny. Anything. <laughs> I 100 percent agree. Um, Like you said, I definitely think that. As we move forward, you know, and this is one of the reasons that we ask, you know, if you feel like it join the facebook page we we like suggestions we like feedback um 
we really want to push the podcast in a direction that's, you know, not only good for us, but good for everyone that listens too. you know, we want to know if you've got a suggestion for something for us to talk about something from your childhood that was big. Maybe we've dealt with it. Maybe we haven't, but I'm always down to learn, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Digging up some of those things that somebody else's nostalgia might might not be ours, but maybe after we watch it, we'll be like, why didn't we get into this thing? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. You know, and and again, we kind of made the podcast for our own personal reasons. And a couple of these last episodes, we've realized we started slipping away from that, which has really kind of pushed us to not reinvent, but revigorate uh kind of where we want to take it and what we want to talk about and and what we want to include in the podcast itself. Um, so again, you guys want to join the Facebook page, you can DM us, you can, you know, just post freely on there. Um, Absolutely. and we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear it, you know? And, and again, these next couple of weeks are going to be a little weird in the sense that there is going to be some new stuff. There's going to be some stutters, um, because we are trying some new stuff out, including, audio programs and mics and setups, you know, as well as content. Uh, so yeah, you know, we hope you guys stick with us and, and we come into 2021, uh, not only a better podcast, but better people because I'm, I'm ready for change, 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 but normal, normal change. Yes. Not drastic. Define yeah, be- changed. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy yeah. change. As always, you can catch me on the uh, socials, you know, uh, Serial Kilter on most of that stuff. Facebook page, we can't say it enough. You know, like, subscribe, follow, share. You know, if you tell anybody, I mean, tell tell your best buddy, like, about our podcast. Tell anybody. Tell your mom. I mean, you can use more moms on the show. <laughs> I want the podcast to be, like, COVID contagious, you know? Like, what's that rule that they use, the rule of nine or whatever? The three? Yeah, everyone. Yes. Yeah. I want it yeah. to spread like COVID. Um, but in a good way. Not, we won't kill you. That's the upside. Yeah. Is that I might we'll make, make you sick, look- but I'm not going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> too, many, too, too many wieners. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as always, you guys can find me on Instagram at RetroNamapod. Uh, my Twitch, which is going to start popping off here soon. I know I say that every week, but it's been crazy. Uh, twitch.tv slash Toby Um, and we have the retro Namapod page on Facebook. We'll also get some streams and I definitely need likes on that page because Facebook's streaming platform is not that good. And I need to get a certain amount of likes on that page before I can stream you guys high definition gameplay, which I would like to do. Um, especially with some of the older stuff, my PC is set up to give you good quality and Facebook is raw dog of me on the back end. So, um, and then I'm also going to include, which I'm going to start checking. We do have an email. So any inquiries, uh, I know last week, hopefully you guys stuck around and listened to the ad for dynamic duel. Uh, again, mm-hmm. we appreciate those guys. Um, I hope you, I hope everyone went and checked them out. They're a great podcast, especially if you're a Marvel or a DC fan uh, and a fellow Colorado pad- podcast. Uh, so we like to, to 
again, thank them for for helping us out and and you know spreading what we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, but you want to lead well, us out with the new weird question of the week? Like, like we do every single week. We begin it. Now we're going to end it with the weird question of the week, which this one is very apropos considering the subject matter. Uh, if you could turn one comic or book into a movie, which would it be? Ooh, this one's going to be rough. Harry Potter. That's not a movie yet, right? No. Nobody would want to watch it. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyways, thank you for joining this week's episode of the Retro Namapod. You guys thought you were going to get it without the without the voice work. Of course. It's like, good night. <laughs>